You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, hello and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. We are excited to open up the Word of God again together. I am in the studio. My name is Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and this is where we um, have, I don't know, for a lot of years been a part of Morning Breath happening, getting the Word of God out into a community and abroad. And we're thankful that you're a part of it with us. And so in the studio today with me, I have Pastor Christian Hurston across from me. How are you doing, Christian? I'm doing great. Yeah, well over 20 years for Morning Breath. I think Is it back 20 to, plus? Oh, yeah, it's over 20. Thinking back when it used to be, you know, in the WMIE studio right there on 520. It's, it's interesting thinking about that history. But last I heard from Pastor Dan, I think it's coming up over 21 even. Well, so it's cool. Yeah, great. doing great. Excited to be doing life. You know, thinking about May, already May 11th, like time is flying by. And so excited to get in the Word today, hang yeah. out with some of my friends here. May, May 11th, my um, my daughter graduates today from uh, wow, college. Wow, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, like mine's Eastern on the 21st it's nuts. Of, in May, so we're She's both 18. not gonna... It's I don't know how we got here, Dude, but that's how 20 years flies by is because my daughter's 18. I know, <laughs> it's like a blink of an eye. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, there we do have um, ways to get connected with the show. Uh, do you want to tell them how to yeah, do that? Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is on the East Coast app. You can download it from the Google or Apple app stores, or you can go to our website, eccc.us. That's eccc.us. You go there for info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, or really anything you ever want to find out about East Coast or anything we talk about. You can also follow us on social media. That's Facebook. Instagram or YouTube, just search for East Coast Christian Center. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we'd be honored to email or even mail out a Morning Breath Devotion Guide or anything you ever want to know. Yeah, it's great. We have some things going on as a church as yeah. well. We want to let you know about tonight. We have Night of Worship. Come on. 6.30 p.m. Parkway Worship Center in Merritt Island. That's, That's uh, 680 North Courtney Parkway. Yeah. We will gather our campuses together. We'll have a time of worship, just really lifting up the name of Jesus. And uh, it's all about going, hey, you know, what? we're going to give our attention, our um, even affection to, to the one who paid the price for all of us and yeah. gave us life and life abundant. And so we, uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time doing that, uh, 6.30 tonight. And then we have all sorts of kids and youth things going on this summer. We've been talking about it for a bit. Yeah. Uh, check out our app. You can get all the details on that for kids camp and youth camp. One's in June, one's in July, and uh, you'll want to get on board with that soon because it will be filling up. So. Yeah, it's really exciting for sure. Make sure you check those things out for your, your young people and just to plan out your summertime because guess what? It's going to be here in just a blink of an eye. So And with the price being what it is, the price is going to go up um, yeah. for our youth conference at least June 1st. So yeah. uh, you'll want to get in on that $50 soon. savings if you sign up before June 1st. Yep, yep. Um, we're in Luke chapter 7 today, and there are 50 verses, so we're going to get like into it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going a on lot. in this chapter and a lot of verses. So we're going to read it. You want to get me started? I'm in the New American Standard Version. Yeah. What do you got over there? NLT for me. All right, let's the do note. it. All right, I must say unto you, read so. All right, Luke 7. Uh, when he had com- completed all his discourse in the hearing of the people, he went to Capernaum. At a centurion's slave and a centurion's slave who is highly regarded by him was sick and about to die. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders asking him to come and save the life of his slave. When they came to Jesus, they earnestly implored him, saying, He is worthy for you to grant this to him, for he loves our nation, and is, and it was he who built us our synagogue. Now Jesus started on his way with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself further, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. 
For this reason, I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled at him and turned turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith. When they who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Soon afterwards, he went to a city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large crowd. Now as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin, and the bearers came to a halt. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear gripped them all, and they began glorifying God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. This report concerning him went out all over Judea and in all the surrounding district. The disciples of John reported to him about all the thing, all these things. Summoning two of his disciples, John sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the expected one, or do you learn from someone else? When the men came to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the expected one, or do we look for someone else? And they, and that very time, or at that very time, he cured many people of the diseases and afflictions and evil spirits, and he gave sight to many who were blind. And he answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Verse 24, after John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him in the crowds. What kind of man do you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who are beautiful clothes and live in luxurious homes are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scripture referred to, and they says, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in the religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked? How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends, we played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you said, he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and put perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had, who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. 
Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him a story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one of whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to her, Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust off my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. I think it's a, I think this chapter uh, there, I mean, there's comes right out of a, you know, a, a whole lot of red where Jesus, you know, just been teaching. He's been saying a lot of things and, um, you know, there's there's a lot prior to this chapter, but for me, you know, what stuck out to me in this chapter is this whole section of like this the critic about this woman's um, offering to Jesus, yeah. right? Like I, I because we do church and because we're involved in the church, you know, arena and you know people giving and people give all sorts of different things and you know there's all sorts of feelings out there um, in the body of Christ and around the body of Christ, even outside the body of Christ about you know, people's giving and people's offerings and, you know, what people do and why they do what they do. And do I have to give? Do I not have to, you know, and we see such a great picture here of this woman who out of her, what she had, like, you know, she's this quote unquote immoral woman, this this sinner, you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, um, had something to give to Jesus. And he didn't, he didn't scrutinize it. He didn't just go, oh, I'm not taking that from you or not going to let you do that. Like many times we, we have some impressions around the Christian community of like, Oh, those people are doing yeah. that for yeah. that reason, yep. you know, or there's there's motives that are being checked all the time and people are thinking about why did somebody post that thing or say mm-hmm. that thing or do that thing and so many motives. It just gets back to the why are people doing what they're doing? And this, you know, it says the Pharisee who invited him saw this and he said to himself, This is like rumble or grumbling within himself. This isn't like necessarily said out loud. This is like yeah. It might have been said out loud, but he was saying it to himself, allegedly. But yeah. here we have a picture of it in you Scripture. See it on his so face. <laughs> somebody heard something if Luke is writing about it. Right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just that, you know. Anyway, it was enough that there was this grumbling and like, oh, that person, you know. And I just love the picture that Jesus paints to go, listen, this woman has just been serving the the king, quote unquote, yeah. like not going, hey, she's serving me. Let her do her thing, you know, because I deserve it or I earned this or I, you know, I'm owed this or whatever. He was willing to receive an offering from somebody who was known, quote unquote, right? Yeah. And that obedience to for for her to just go, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay something out there for Jesus. I'm gonna do what I know to do, and what that looks like to the to the onlooker who might be critical of that, you know, it didn't matter to Jesus. 
he actually had to fix the broken person who was looking and being critical. And I just wonder how many times, and I'm, I'm asking myself, you know, and as I read this chapter earlier, to go, how many times have I been critical of somebody's offering to the Lord? And I don't even mean money offering. I mean like their service or people question people. I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to be in a place of being critical of somebody's yeah. offering to the Lord, whether it's their time or their treasure or whatever they might give to the Lord. It's I want precious. to just go, you know what? That's holy and yeah. that's precious. Yeah. And far be it from me to be the judge or the critic of that. Like, mm. let God judge the yeah. stuff. Let God do the, you know, the the criticizing if there need be. And generally there's not going to be any criticism from Jesus. He's not going to be, you know, now he might criticize the Pharisee, somebody who knew better, but this yeah. is somebody who's not Pharisee. Absolutely. This is somebody who is going, you know what? I am just in a place of going, you know what? I'm going to love Doing this the best guy. I can. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Laying it out there. Jesus spent so much time with that in Luke 6, too, is talking about looking at your brother and trying to judge them with a log in your own eye is instead just... Don't worry about that. That's God's to take care of. I, um, I'm going to turn the gear a little bit. I, I love that area with just that worship, but something that stood out to me, someone mentioned this recently, and it really, really marked me, is in verse 20, it says, John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Now, this is John who baptized Jesus, saw a dove come down from heaven, and heard God speak out loud, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. So you kind of think about this guy who's Jesus's cousin, who had known him, is now questioning. And what made John question that? And I'm thinking about isolation and pain. He's in prison. You know, he's been put in prison now, and he's cut off from other people. And now what he clearly heard God say he's questioning because of isolation. So you might have been isolated for these last two years. Like a lot of people did what was social distancing, or maybe you've not been in church, or you've kind of cut off from your fellowship or your connection or your community, whatever that is. When you do that, it's dangerous. Like even the, how many weeks were we personally not in church? Like it was less than a lot or yeah. those, but four, three weeks, six weeks. So for us in the, in Merritt Island was yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. And for the high school in Vera was 16, I yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah. And so we were back. I was excited to get to all of our church locations as yeah. soon as I could, yeah. but we were at the house for, you know, six weeks in that time frame. is it just feels different. It's like you're not in community and you lose it. And even this idea of you, you just get out of the routine and you kind of, it changes your perspective. You start to question things more. So if that's where you've been, look at John, who Jesus goes on to say, he's like the greatest of all prophets. Still, he questioned what he clearly heard God say. So get back around some community, get around some people that are going to be able to be speaking the same thing and hearing the word together and being unified to be moving in that direction. So you don't get off by yourself. Yeah, and I, I think there's more going on than just physical isolation, like being away. There's this intimacy that we get to have with Jesus on a daily basis, yeah. even like through this this radio show. Like yeah. this is a show, a podcast that is valuable to having a devotion that you can draw close on a regular basis. So I think there's incredible health in getting around a community and getting around a small yeah. group or getting into some spaces where you could be known, quote yeah. unquote, like you could actually, somebody could know your issues. You could actually Absolutely. be vulnerable with somebody, so be transparent with somebody. Yeah. The transparency can breed intimacy, you know, with others that, that can go, hey, you know, what about this thing? I see this thing over here. What is, what's going on with that in your life? Yeah. When you're isolated, it just takes a little perversion before long. You're way out there far. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean like perverted. I mean like a little bend in a direction. A little deviation. You can become critical. The thing that I was just saying about being critical of people's offering or people's yeah. you know service to the Lord. You get isolated and you start looking at something from afar. Yeah. It's different than when you're up close looking at something. Yeah. And so 
this is where John the Baptist had gotten separated yep. versus being close. Yeah. And even others who were close to John the Baptist at the time of him, you know, of Jesus coming to be baptized, others got to see and got to experience. Yeah. I would say this too, that experiences dry up, but intimacy won't. Yep. Like your closeness won't dry up yeah. if we just press into that. If you experientially, it's like, oh, I got to go do something. Yep. I got to go work hard to do whatever yeah. close or that Man, big event that i did you're holding that thing up on a pedestal or for some denominational situations or some yeah. church gatherings oh i went to this one conference yeah. or i went to this one place this yeah. one revival this rally we're waiting yeah. for the yeah. next thing the next tent thing or the yeah. next healing seminar or the yeah. next whatever all those things are great like i'm not yeah. anti-tent anti-healing anti any yeah. of that but if you're waiting for the next moment out there versus yeah. having a regular ongoing relationship closeness let's stay close i, I think that's how we can become critical. That's how we can become questioned. Sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of wondering when you get separation. When you're close together, you can see a lot. When you start to get space yeah. in between, you can't see as well. And this show, this this is a way. Your Bible is a way to stay close on a regular basis. Worship. Night of worship tonight is a way that you can draw back in Absolutely. again and go, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna remember how good God is. I'm yeah. gonna remember and worship again. Get yeah. my heart in a position again of going, hey, I wanna be close to him. And the community is an incredible benefit on top of that. Yeah, it brings you back to your first love. And sure. I think of a couple of things is Jesus was always sneaking away for quiet time with his father. He's our ultimate example. And so rather than chasing those experiences, get that quiet time. And I thought of this story that we heard from World War II where some of these ships literally were only off by one or two degrees. Yeah. You think it's very minor, but over the course of, you know, a 500 mile trip or even further that one degree oh, you yeah. totally miss the mark and oh, yeah. you'll miss the fueling station you'll miss the island you'll miss the point and literally it cost them their lives and so in the same way getting in the word like we we talk about jesus being the plumb line that's all throughout the bible from the old testament to the new is that he is the center point and he's the thing that keeps us lined up more than anything else don't let it be the news don't let it be whatever it else that you're looking to to be able to get your information let it be the word and there's been a real call to arms, especially at East Coast, of getting back into the Word, our paper Bibles, and spending time. Like, not, I, I love my my digital Bible on my phone. It's so I think convenient. I see one easy. right there. I know. It's right there. I know. So I um, he's picking messed. on me. I don't have a paper Bible because in the studio here, it's hard to read my pages a little That's bit. That's hilarious. But I've got one on my desk, That's and it's good. what I've been using. That's and good. so having my paper Bible with less distraction and having a notebook to be able to just get there, and it's so much different because I could go back through and see those highlights. I can see good. those things, and it makes such a difference of just let that be the thing that's really leading us and guiding us. 100% transparency. I read this chapter on my digital, oh, yeah. and now I have paper in front of me for oh, yeah. the show so I can underline and do that. So for sure. I'm, I'm in, he can I'm, pick. I'm Brian, in. Brian can always <laughs> pick on me, and I thought about it. My my good King James, New King James is sitting on my, my office desk, but it's like I can't do it in the studio. It's too small, guys. That's hilarious. I got to go big font with these 40-year-old eyes. Hey, do it. Um, anyway, I want to I want to jump into this. Even the question, I, I love the question, or how Jesus responds to the question of, "Hey, yeah. are you the expected one? Hey, are you the are you the Messiah? Are yeah. you this right?" Yeah. He goes, "Just go tell him that this is happening. That, yeah. that these things are still going on. That yeah. you know that we out here are still doing this stuff." He says, "Go and report to John that that you have seen and heard. That yeah. actually their experience now, what they have seen, their testimony." He's saying, "Hey, That's go good. say that you have seen and heard. Not like, yeah. hey, look at what I'm doing, or yeah. hey, I'm still doing it out here, dude.' Yeah. He's actually saying, hey." 
Go watch, because that's what the verse in verse 21 says, and that very time he cured many people of diseases and afflictions and evil spirits, mm-hmm. and he gave sight to the many who are blind. And then he says, hey, go and tell him what you have seen, exactly. right? Because now there's power in the testimony again yeah. of going, they're not going to stand back and go, oh, yeah, that, that guy did it, or I heard he stood I heard it, about it, right? No, yeah. no, he put it on display for them to see, to yeah. go again, tell John, hey, it's happening, yeah. and this is what I personally saw. What have you personally saw out there, and what do you need to be telling? What story do you need to tell about your experience yeah. with what Jesus has done? You could look like in you know a few verses later, where the the person's looking in on on her worship and her obedience to just you know yeah. wash his feet and all of that, and you could be critical of it, or you can go talk about what God is doing yeah. and what He has been doing. And I would say this too: if you're your your the testimony that you have about what Jesus is doing is twenty years old. It's time to reengage. That's right. If it's ten years ago, it's time to reengage. Yeah. If it's more than like a week or so, yeah, let's go. Like if it's His you know promises are new every day. Is like He's got something for you today. Yeah, and sometimes you might go. You know what? I just haven't seen anything. I haven't felt anything. And you might go a yeah. few days or a few hours or a yeah. few weeks even of going. Man, it just feels so dry. I'm just reading my Bible just because I I just I guess I have to or something. Mm-hmm. I would just tell you to get a freshness about go. You know, get. We were encouraged to go get beside some still water. Yeah. Go sit and be still and it. try to hear the voice of God. Yeah. Just and if you go, you know what? I can't hear it. Go back to the last thing you did hear. And yeah. if it was 20 years ago, reengage with that moment yeah. and celebrate that moment and watch what God does in. Again, reawakening that thing in your heart that goes, man, he is a powerful, incredible healing, deliverer, yeah. restorer, all of the things. Today, he wants to do that for oh, yeah. you, and he's no he's there with it. I like this idea, too, of just the criticism that Jesus faced. So when he looks at verse 31, he's saying, like, I can't do it right. We played wedding songs, and you didn't dance. We played funeral songs, and you didn't weep. Is basically... He felt like they couldn't get it right no matter what. John was super minimalist. He was out there eating locust and honey, and they criticize him. Jesus is, you know, drinking and with the tax collectors, and they criticize is, you know, if you're getting criticized for doing the gospel, I, there, there's a lot of major Christianity figures in the world today that are under scrutiny. And I was thinking about it and even praying about it this morning, and it's just thinking— there may be something to some of those things, but also just know when you're presenting the gospel on a major level, there's going to be criticism that comes. And Jesus talked about that in, in verse and in chapter five and six is that you will have this criticism that comes. Just keep your eyes fixed on him and on God is that know that in this world, you'll have tribulations. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world and blessed are you and you're persecuted for my name's sake is yeah. what he talks about in, in chapter five is that that's a blessing. But just know that you're not doing it for your own platform. You're not doing it for your own sake, but you're doing it to be able to make Jesus's known, name known. You're doing it to be able to glorify him and to point people back. But it just goes to show that in 2022, when it feels like you can't get it right, you're either you're not wearing a mask or you're wearing too many masks. You're not supporting this or you're supporting that too much. And it's like, let's focus on the majors. Let's focus on impacting people. Let's focus on sharing the gospel, the good news of the gospel. Let's let's focus on really life change more than anything else. Yeah, you know, we, well, we better take a break. Actually, I was about to say something. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, final thoughts of this. I was about to say before the break, uh, there's a verse in here that I just don't want this to be said of me. Verse 30 says, but the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected God's purpose for themselves. And then it says, not having been baptized by John. I don't want that ever said of wow, me, yeah. that I rejected the purposes of God in my life. I'm going to press in to get a hold of every bit of what God wants me to do, and I just want my my yes to be to Him 
And like you're saying, all the critics and all the things out there, you know what? My yes is going to be to Jesus. Yeah. And I don't want some, I don't want this ever written about me or my life. If there would ever be a place, and of course there will be times where I just fall short of God's purpose, sadly, but I don't want that. I, yeah. My hunger and my thirst is to go, I want to honor God. I want to please God. I want God's purposes to come to pass in my life and in the community around me, the people around me, because there is something at stake here and it's lives, it's families, it's futures, it's legacies. There's so much more involved here. And I just don't want that ever said of me. Yeah. I want to have that pure relationship with Jesus more than anything else where the world is trying to be able to, you know, criticize or it's trying to compare is let's just keep it simple. As I, I heard this and I was so inspired this year by a leader named Lance Witt. He said, what if we all desire to just live godly, simple lives to where it doesn't have to be about platform or about how many people we're reaching, but more it's about following God, spending time with him, really letting that be your aim and your goal versus all the other things that the world causes a success. And we can do that daily with getting into the word with just doing the morning breath, spending time with God, journaling, letting him speak to you. So I hope that encourages you. Great talking to you guys today. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.